0: Welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to the week 10 edition. Hard to believe we're already into the double digits,
1: but uh, here we are. Rich, how you doing tonight, brother? I am exhausted. I am unprepared, and I am still ready to roll. Hey,
0: sometimes that makes for the best content. A little bit of pressure, no no notes, you just got
1: to fire off the hip. Nothing, man. Just, just got in back from Muskegon, been working on some stuff all week haven't had time to do shit really so uh yeah let's make it happen it's probably just mike messing with you i mean just yeah just
0: the loss no, of friendship
1: no. mourning the loss of Un- unfazed. unfazed it was never much of a friendship to begin with we just fucking faked it till we made it and we never made perfect. it it's over perfect done. and then uh we got somebody new here i think it's
0: the first time that we have been on the pod together he's done a couple of them though but we have a rico rico how you doing brother Good. How you guys doing? Happy to be here. I'm great, man. I'm excited. I've been I've been waiting to get you on. I've been excited just to hear. So, so everybody, just a little background here. Um, the last, oh, I don't know. I've known Callan now for almost ten years, and for probably eight of those, all I heard about was this feisty little Italian friend of his who's always talking mad shit. Who was calm, you know? Just and then I'd I'd catch the tail end of these phone calls. They'd be talking football and. Uh, Rico just be going off on somebody or going off on some kind of a tangent and I'm like that guy's gotta be freaking hilarious to hang out with so when we had an opening I was like Kellen dude I know you got a feisty little friend who is uh ready to take this spot and I'm very very excited to have you in here
2: yeah no I'm happy to be here and you know it's great to be here with two guys who aren't trying to kick me out of the league um (laughs) you know so got a couple allies in the room, and. Got the mic. I don't have twenty five people trying to, you know, just talk shit all at once. So this will be good.
1: <laughs> I love. Yeah, that. you got you got the you got the big tuna and the two tanks. Yeah. Right. All right. So
0: this week was crazy. I mean, this for not being like up against a trade deadline. For not being, you know, there, there was really no. I mean, there's really no reason for this, but. We went nuts here. I mean, we've got one, two, three, four, five. We've got five or six big trades here. I mean, this is this is quite the week. We haven't had really much action trade-wise in a while. So we're gonna have to take some time, uh, go over these trades. We'll do that, obviously. Um, we will go over last week, do a very quick fab review. Of course, we got our, our new hot segment here, three yards of a cloud of dust. Um, and then we will break down these week 10 matchups. So first trade. Uh, it's first one that happened all week. So this is, this was a big one near and dear to my heart here. Um, I got CMC and Ryan got from me. He got, uh, Khalil Herbert, Jerry, Judy, Corey's 2023 first, Ariko's 2023 fourth. And then my third in 2024, Ariko, what did you think about this deal?
2: I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. Um, looking at it, you're making a run. Uh, I think Ryan realized CMC is probably one of his most valuable assets. And, uh, isn't in the position to make a run. So it makes sense for both sides, in my opinion. Um, I think I would have liked to see more first round picks in there um, for Christian McCaffrey. Um, He did get Jerry Judy is a good young pick. And then he got Corey's first, Um, but the third and the fourth, I mean, it is my fourth. So it'll probably be pretty early. Um, He also got Cleo Herbert. I like it for both sides because I think it starts Ryan's rebuild. But, Jimmy, you got a hell of a player for a pretty good price, in my opinion. All right. What
1: do you think, Rich? Can I just start by saying that we talk about the power of the pod, right? The pod keeps everybody engaged. The pod keeps everybody thinking. Two weeks ago, Jimmy, you and I did that review of, you know, landing spots. Who were buyers? Who were sellers? And we knew shit was going to clear up soon people were gonna lose, people were gonna throw in the towel. We knew there was like hope that was going to be crushed within the next two weeks from there. And that week before people were throwing out feelers, fit, trying to figure it out. And there's only so much capital to go, to go around, right? There's almost, almost only so much buying that somebody can do before they're like, I'm full. And if you have a resource to get rid of, you gotta get rid of it before those people are, the buyers are done buying, right? If you're a seller. So this was like, you know, this was essentially HFFL Black Friday, right? You had to get rid of your assets before they become unsellable. So to that point, we'll go ahead and look at this trade. You wanted more, uh, Arico. you wanted more firsts in this deal. I can tell you right now, he got four of them. (laughs) Herbert, Jimmy wasn't getting rid of unless it was a first. He already told me that. Yep. Um, Judy was a, probably a first and a second, if if not more than that. And then he got he got Corey's first. So there's plenty of firsts, at least as far as capital is concerned, in this trade. Um, I think Herbert has a very good chance of taking over that job in Chicago. I love me some Jerry Judy, um, and I think uh, Corey's pick currently still sitting at uh, six. Um, So I think there's a lot of good value that Ryan had got out of a, basically the best time to sell CMC other than three years ago. So good on Ryan and Jimmy's, you know, always in it and and looking to win it. And he knows Jonathan Taylor's having a down year. He has to do something and he did it. He went out and got pretty the best running back you could possibly get right now. That was gettable. So good on Jimmy for getting the best top number one trade uh option out there. And good on Ryan for getting two pieces to help build a young future and a top first round draft pick for next year. Very weak
0: crack there. These uh these long drinks don't crack like I'd hope, but they are so freaking good. The um, long drinks, um, they oh God, I love them. I am so hooked. It's uh, they're gonna they're gonna bankrupt me. They are going to bankrupt yeah. me on their own.
1: <laughs> I got to try those. Dude, they're so good.
0: They're delicious. Um. So, obviously, I liked the price. The thing, the thing that got me was I literally offered more for CMC two weeks ago. On October 29th, I offered everything that was accepted in this okay. trade, plus Kareem Hunt, plus Jarvis Landry, plus Troy Anderson, plus an additional third, another third, and two more fourths. So, I mean – like yeah, what I don't understand is okay. Like I offered that, it just sat. It I ended up actually revoking it after four or five days or whatever. Ryan decided he didn't want to do it, which is whatever, cool. Um, but then two weeks later, like revisit the transaction log, I guess, like and and just take me over the barrel.
1: Like you already know what I'm willing to offer. So
3: yeah, yeah, I would Yeah, there.
1: I feel like there was pressure there to sell. I and you that. and, and on, that, on that first, you forget on that first offer, you were also trying to buy his hope no, that's right that's so you true. were bu- you, you you weren't only just buying a player you were buying his heart right <laughs> you were like tearing his heart out. he had to admit two weeks ago my team ain't shit he had to get proved that his team is shit and then his hope was out is is uh you know gone his heart was ripped out. <laughs> so he said, you know what? He knows I'm in a seller's position. I don't have any leverage here other than holding the top, you know, asset, which, and he felt, you know what? You know, two real young, talented guys and a and a first for next year, you know, top six first for next year, worth it. So I can see how, you know, he would be in that mindset yeah i'm i'm just but he but he didn't counter this but this is like we
0: argued we we negotiated to this
1: what'd you start with did you just start with herbert and judy and cause no no no, don't (laughs) even he came to me
0: this time okay okay he came to me this time but he we talked about uh he came he said herbert judy a first and then you know we just kind of negotiated the the fourths and thirds and whatever's from there but yeah, no, it's, he he knew what he wanted because he had yeah. he had given me a list of players that he wanted in the first place, and it was like everybody that he got in this deal plus every, pretty much everybody I offered in the other deal. Uh, Troy Anderson was one of those guys. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco was a guy that he had asked about. Um, mm-hmm. There was multiple, and I was like, yeah, okay, like whatever. Let's just get this done. Like I'm trying to win right now. I'm tired of fucking around. Right. Tired of being yeah. like eh, I'm decent. You know, like I want to fucking win this thing. So yep. If it works, I love it. If it doesn't work fuck here's you know I, I just did uh my jordy nelson mistake all over
2: again but CMC yeah, is like, no. still young though no he Dude, is you know so i don't know i think it makes a lot of sense for you jimmy i also think it made sense for ryan like what was he gonna just let cmc rot there yeah on, on his like he wasn't gonna win this year
1: no I, jimmy I are, you, are, but... are you are you gonna be selling cmc if it doesn't work out because he is going to turn, he is going to turn 27 next year.
0: You know my kryptonite. The, my <laughs> <of it> is, <laughs> hey, I did something I've never done. All right, I've never bought a 26 year old running back. It's Never happened. We're i about I that one after good. the season, probably. I, right,
1: right, yeah. exactly.
0: We'll see. If I win the ship, I may well sell. I may well sell mix Mixon. I don't know. I may run it back. I don't know. But that's right now laser focus. Yeah. I just want to win this fucking ship. That's all. You I'm always do. do
1: a good job though, Jimmy, selling selling the assets when you need to and taking advantage of somebody. Hey, so I ain't really worried about that. I'm hopeful.
0: I'm hopeful. Hopefully somebody's out there thinking about being a sucker. (laughs) Walt. All right. Next move. Another massive deal here. Uh, Ryan makes another big one here. Ryan gets Justin Fields, Kenneth Murray, uh, the 2023 Kobe second, 2024 Kobe first, 2024 Julian third for Nuke Hopkins. Rich, tell us about this one.
1: If you like Justin Fields, great deal. If you think Justin Fields is not very good at throwing the football, I hate it. Oh. Um, I I feel like he could have did something else here, right? And maybe got somebody different. Like you could take that Justin Fields value at whatever, you know, Julian deems that as and maybe look at, you know, a different, let's say, you know, maybe you make him sell uh, an injured Brees Hall here, right? Or maybe, you know, find a way to like, package something with something more tangible than a 2024 first because that's really other than that 2024 kobe first which you have no idea if it's going to be early or late if you like justin fields fantastic it's a good deal but i'm not a huge fan so uh oh look at that
2: um
1: so 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 from my my perspective you could have taken that value that nuke has and then maybe package that with something and maybe got, a, you know, a more valuable asset than a future first. Okay. What do you think Enrico? I mean,
2: I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I think Justin Fields is a pretty good quarterback. He's dangerous with his legs and he hasn't really had talent around him to, I mean, he's been on the bears who have been terrible the last couple of years. So I mm-hmm. think, I mean, Ryan gets a solid quarterback option. And a first round pick and a second this year. I mean, Ryan continues with the rebuild here, in my opinion. And for a 30-year-old wide receiver, I think, I mean, who else who was going to pay more than that for, for DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. I think Julian overpaid, to be honest. Um obviously Julian's going for it. He needed a wide receiver. Um, so he went and made it happen
1: as well. But I I like Ryan's return. But but if Julian, if DeAndre Hopkins stays healthy and continues to do DeAndre Hopkins things, this year or next year, who's beating Julian?
0: No, and that part of it, I definitely agree with you on, Rich. Like, It's exactly like what I said I was doing with Sam yeah. i I'm trying to I mean, win the title right now. And Julian's
2: going all in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He's going all and, in. And he
1: doesn't need Justin Fields. He's got a 24-year-old Jalen Hurts. No, and so, absolutely.
0: So, for me, like, even if Justin Fields wasn't in this deal, historically speaking, we saw the Julio deal. Kobe gives a first and a second for Julio when he's 30. I give a first for Jordy Nelson at 31. Those those deals did not work out for either Both one of us. Both guys There's had hamstring
1: multiple. issues their entire career. Yeah, okay. This,
0: this guy so, doesn't. Mean, well, what is Nuke without performance-enhancing drugs? Do we know? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean- hey, he never took those damn things, and he told you all about it.
0: I'm <laughs> sure he didn't I just you know I I like what Julian's doing he did what he had to do he's trying to win a championship and if he wins the championship it's all worth it but if it's not then you sit back like I did with Jordy and you second guess it I mean I I traded for Jordy when he's in the middle of a 1400 yard season trying to win the title it didn't happen and then he literally died the next year Kobe did the same thing luckily for Kobe he was able to, to pass him off to Brendan I think Brendan even paid Brendan paid a pretty good amount it wasn't the first and second that Kobe paid but Paid a good amount. And it's just the cliff is right here. Like I think Nuke, you know, what we've been watching him the last three games, he looks really good. I think he's gonna yeah. fine this year, but the the cliff is near. Yeah. But here's the I thing if it agree. doesn't
1: work out, Julian has capital. Not draft capital, but capital he can trade for draft capital. He does, but he's also got a window. I mean
0: yeah, right. no, it's true. Nobody's it's got like given anything to I mean, he's right got now. some
2: aging players. What's the average yeah. age of Julian's team right now?
0: Henry, Kamara, and Cook are all 27. Or no, I think Henry's 28. So, I mean, his window is right now. I t- totally yeah. understand what yeah. he's yeah. doing. But, I mean, right. Mike He'll, Evans, 30. Yeah, Mike yeah, Evans, Evans right. 30. So, after that next works, year, yeah. 30, is Julian like, in yeah. a five year rebuild? Like, because he's got nothing I mean, other than Brees Hall, because he already sold Kenneth Walker. Other than Brees Hall, he's got nothing. Yeah. And he has okay. good. So he's got to win. He's got to win the he's next He's got to win. He's got to win. Yeah,
1: no, that's a great point. No, that's a great point. Hey,
0: uh, somebody, hey well, hold on. He's got Frankie Luba into Lube. the chat on us here. you see that? about Frankie
1: Luba? I did see that. Ryan. What the fuck is up, boys? That's a, a lot of excitement from, from a guy who's given up on a season and started selling everybody. Yeah, we fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you starting to rebuild, man? I don't know what the
3: fuck that is, but... Yeah, I didn't A think than, look at that here. It, it's better to say I'm rebuilding than just sucking dick for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> how
0: did uh, how bowling go tonight?
3: Oh, I fucking sucked the big one there, too.
0: Yeah. You I look like first, the Jonesboro... selling bowling balls?
3: I look no? like the Jonesboro Jedi out there.
1: <laughs> are you like Tom Brady? Or are you washed up? Yeah. Oh. Maybe, Source maybe... Up. Too soon. Maybe, maybe you maybe got a 30-year-old, uh, a 30-year-old bowling ball you could sell. There you go. Get a new one, new younger one. If I get a
3: if I get a first and a second. <laughs> there,
1: you there you go. All right. Let's move
0: on to the next deal here. Uh, Walt gives up Brad Bradley Chubb. He gets a 2023 third from Julian. So obviously he's gonna be a late third there. Uh, what did you think about this one, Rico?
2: I think that Kobe won this trade. Um as it, much as it pains me to say, um, he needed a D end with Gary out. He went out and got Chubb. He really didn't have to spend too much. Uh, it's basically a fourth round pick at this point. Julian's going to make a run here. So um, I guess if Walt's collecting late picks and wanted to offload uh, some players, he he got Kobe when he needed him, but like only for a third. I don't know.
1: Okay. What do you think, uh, Rich? I love it. I love it for, for Kobe. Um, I think, you know, he's 26. uh, He's shown a lot of talent, you know, his first season, he got 12 sacks since then he's kind of been plagued with injuries and, you know, maybe some underperformance, but just signed a big contract with Miami. Um, I think uh, he's primed and and ready to roll. They've struggled with pass rush there forever. Um, So he can be the guy. I think he can be the guy. So um, I really like the price. And uh, you know, I mean, Walt gets a third, gets you know, a, a flyer on a player. Um, you know, not necessarily thinking that maybe Walt could have maybe gotten more, but uh, I I really like the the move for Kobe.
0: Yeah, I um, I was in uh, professional development, and he had sent me this offer for a Rico's three point oh two that I possess, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline this. I'll go take a piss and I'll counter come back and he's already gone i was so disappointed but i mean mm-hmm. good for walt though i mean i think pretty sure he just picked bradley chubb up uh, so it wasn't like he you know has a ton invested in him so i mean he just yeah. flipped a pickup up for uh for a third and is what it is but i, I do like the pick up there for kobe and I'm, I'm a little jelly i wish i had uh made the
1: counter before i went to take the piss so here's the thing get this shit so mike mike i think drafts bradley chubb in the draft this year first week he scores 24 points Proceeds to go 2 points, 9 points, 7.5 point points. Mike drops him. Then he throws a tw- uh, almost a 30-burger on the board as a free agent. Walt gets him, starts him. He goes 6 points, 8 points, 4 points, 2 points, and then flips him for a third. Yep. <laughs> after, after though, he gets traded to a new team and yep. then signs a five-year deal. So, like, I would have maybe held on to him and just to see, like, once he gets acclimated to Miami and figure out his role, he would, he could have went up in value. You awesome. didn't have, you know, he's 26 years old. Agreed. You didn't, you didn't have to sell him. You know what I mean? You could have sat on him for a little bit, but you know, teach his own.
0: Yep. Um, and then the next deal here, Walt, again, um, he sells Kevin Bayard to me another guy that he picked up last year um, for a 2024 third from Scott and a 2023 fourth from Scott.
1: what do you think about this one, Rich? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Byard has been a productive safety in the league. He's been over hundred tackles multiple times, or at least close to hundred tackles multiple times. He's an aging safety, but I think he fills a hole for you. Um, and, you know, a third and a fourth, even though the thirds in the future, um, I don't mind this at all. I mean, if you're if, if Walt's saying, "Hey, look, I'm just trying to build draft capital. Uh, safety's pretty much one of the easier, you know, defensive back. Let's say is one of the easier pieces to like stream or plug and play. You know, I think it's good value for them. Uh, and and like I said, fill fill the hole for you.
2: Yep. What do you think there, Rico? Yeah, I thought it was a good move for you. Honestly, it shores up your safety room and. For a third and a fourth, a 24 third, you know. I think you got him for a really cheap price. It you know, my question really is like, um, is I mean, Walt's got 25 active players. Um, it you know, is he really trying to just trade away the players on his team at this point that are getting him points and lower some potential points here? Are
1: you suggesting oh. a tank?
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't know Ooh. if I would call it that. I don't know what potentially improving his draft position maybe (laughs) looking at the future i don't know here
1: oh man does does
2: he own his first i don't think he owns any of his picks ever no he's just trying to collect picks here (laughs) and it looks like third and fourth round picks at that um (laughs) you know giving chub pretty light you know get a pick get some points off the board give bayard you know away get some picks get some points off the board maybe realizes man gotta draft someone next year and I'm too high right now. I gotta work my way closer to that 1.01. I don't know. Yeah, speculation.
1: Well, who is uh? Well, who owns his pick next year? That's that's what I'm. Scott. Has so a... Scott Scott's getting helped then. Scott's getting helped. So the help the, the more the more Walt does this and doesn't pick up and fill his roster with with young players, the better Scott's pick looks.
0: Yep, that's the truth. And then the next deal. Again, well, Uh, he gives Alan Lazard to Corey Stevens and he gets a 2023 third from Corey and a 2024 second from Corey. So it's just uh, repeating the theme here. So
2: what did you think about this one, Errico? You know, again, I don't mind the price. Um, a second and a third. <laughs> How long is Aaron Rodgers going to be there? Uh, maybe some uncertainty at quarterback. Is he always going to be the number one? Yeah. Um, But again, that was probably his best receiver on his team, offloading him again. It either smells like a rebuild, and he's collecting picks to try to build for the future, but he's not getting very many high picks, um, in my opinion. You know, he's got two-thirds. I mean, in 24, he looks like he's got a a first and a second, but it's going to be tough to rebuild with only third-round draft picks.
0: Yep, agree with that. What do you think, Rich? I hate it
1: for Walt. I like it for Corey. You know, a guy who has the best receiving core in the league goes out and gets stronger at at, at receiver. The 26-year-old guy who's averaging 13 points a week, um, 51 targets, five touchdowns. I mean, even in a, a, you know, struggling Green Bay offense, no matter what you have to say, um, he's producing. Um, And And – they have possibly one of the best, let's say, repeat Aaron Rodgers situations going on. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I would have held. I would. Have, I would have held on to Lazard. Like if I was building, going to rebuild my team, this could be a foundational guy that would maybe by the time he's twenty nine still producing, let's say, double digit points per week, helping and letting me build and grow my. Let's say grow my allow my team to continue to develop. Um, he would have been a guy I would have held on to. I didn't. I had no idea he was even available. or I would have bought him, and I probably would have paid more than than what Corey did. So, you know, uh, good on Corey. Way to go get. Way to go get a a six five two hundred twenty five pound former five star recruit. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know good on Corey, and you know Walt again gets possibly late third and late second round picks. Yeah. or mid third probably a late second rounder I can't see Corey doing what he's doing this year next year I think he's just had some bad luck so
3: yeah hey Corey oh here we go Corey you want to start waltzing for me
0: start waltzing because oh because you got yeah. that pick I see what's yeah, happening Right. great here. yeah I tried mm. this the whole year and then Corey's won three in a row so I said <laughs> I better sell that shit to you while getting good
4: yeah what a dick <laughs>
0: Um, Just to uh, fact-check ourselves here, because I will be fact-checked with a text this week if I don't correct this, Uh, Jeff has actually passed Corey for the best wide receiver core on points over the course of the season by .41. So I promise you, I would have got fact-checked on that. So I'm going to go ahead and correct correct that there. Um, But I completely agree with Rich. And another layer to this is that Walt gave a first for Alan Lazard, like three years ago when Alan Lazard was nothing. And then now Alan Lazard is the number one for the offense. And yes, the offense is kind of sucking, but I mean, Alan Lazard has been fine. It's just, it just, I don't know. This one I didn't like, like the other ones, like they are what they are. Like you're yeah. you know, two guys you picked up, you've got no, no investment into these guys and you yeah. turn to the third and fourth. Good for you. I but probably one, would give a, I probably would give a late
1: first for, for him. I mean, I, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't think it was known. I I agree with what you're saying. I don't think it was known that he was available. Like, I know that Walt's yeah. selling guys, but when you look at his Dude, team, you think if like, you're okay, gonna, he's going to sell okay. Fournette. He's going to sell Zeke. He's going to sell these older guys. He's not going to sell a, a, a young wide receiver or middle, you know,
1: 26. is young, but it's not old. To everybody in the league, if you are going to sell, do it over a multi-day, multi-week process. Make sure everybody is aware that you're selling that individual. Post memes of Darren Waller, I mean whoever you're <laughs> selling in the chat, right? Do a selling campaign and sell your motherfuckers. But you you're hurting yourself if everybody else in the league doesn't know that you're selling that person. Unless you get an absolute steal, right? Let's say walk out a first and a second for Lazard. Sell him. Done. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Right? But a put a, a a third and a future second. Maybe shop them a little bit. Figure it out. You know what I mean? Try to get. Use that offer. Use that offer. And and, and use the platforms that we've built. We've built a group me chat. Everybody can contact everybody. We have HFFL. You just spam trades out there that are just crazy. You have the pod. Come on the pod. Talk about your players, right? No shame in your game, man. Come on here and, and, and sell, right? If you're a selling team, talk them up. Make it happen. Like, you don't have to sell for peanuts. Get get the best value you can get, man. We 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 are a a good group of 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 guys that participate. So participate. So
0: and then one thing I wanted to bring up, like Walt is fourth in points four. Like I and he's only two games out. He has the tie break over everyone that's below
1: him or above him right now. I mean he's he, I just yeah. didn't understand selling now. Um, like is he I mean I mean obviously you guys talk all the time is he just discouraged on the season? I th- I think he is. I think he's a little discouraged. Um but you know and
0: again, I mean this is this kind of goes back to what you were just saying like if if you're not getting like crazy you have no choice but to sell value with with Lazard Lazard specifically. Mm-hmm. You know the other guys whatever, it is what it is. But like you're 3 and 6, you could be 4 and 5 with a DB pickup. But you're three and six, you know. You're not out of it. You're two games back with what four to go, five to go here. Like, yeah, we I, got the. I would have waited weeks, a couple so. more weeks because that second and third offer for Aaron Zard is still there in three weeks.
1: A hundred percent. It's I, it's I there would. in the it's there in the off season. Yep, that's true. That's true. You know, like you don't have to sell now. People like like older players that are producing at a high level. You have your max value is now, right? the win now pieces that people are willing to overpay for your new Hopkins, your CMCs, right. Your, uh, maybe, um, uh, Leonard Fournette's right. Like um, I think he's now maybe taking a back seat. Uh, but you know, this is the time to sell guys like that Zeke, right. Um, or guys like that, that are producing now's the time to sell 26 year old wide receiver. That's, that's steady, go, you know, uh, steady Eddie 13 points old reliable he has value in July June May April you know what I mean you don't have to sell him now so I don't know I agree
2: do you have anything you wanted to add there Rico no I I, I agree you know I just
1: because I the next move baffles
2: me good price but I just it it's tough to when I first saw it I was like huh all
1: right that doesn't make a whole I mean the because because then he does that and then he does this next move we're going to talk about yeah
2: this next one is wild too like
0: what yeah. so so van jefferson for 4.01 4.01 is is what because that's what it is i mean worst case somehow arico's team dies rich team blows up it's 4.02 uh but so yeah early fourth here for van jefferson so you guys don't like that go ahead arico
2: yeah i mean it's what are you doing going out and getting a 26 year old van jefferson um it just, you know, the Rams aren't doing very well this year. Like, does he have that much upside? How old is he going to be next year? 27? So, like, I don't know. Aging wide receiver. I don't mind giving up a fourth, but, like, why'd you give up? If you need a wideout, why'd you give up
1: Lazard? Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Rich? Uh, so So, you traded, like, you traded – this year's, you traded Alan Lazard. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me collect my thoughts here. You traded Alan Lazard for this year's 310, maybe 309, and a future second, which could possibly be, you know, bottom four, a productive 26 year old number one. And then you buy an unproductive number four for f- this year's 4.01 or you know using this year's 4.0 so to me you moved up six spots and got a future second by getting Van Jefferson and trading Alan Lazard yeah where's the value in that there is an you, there yeah. is no you moved up six spots maybe you lost value. I, I, exactly. I agree with that. His team you know, is I'm worse right. after
2: both of those moves
1: I don't know, I've had a couple of beers And I don't know if what I just made made sense What I just said made sense Because I was <laughs> doing the math in my head <laughs> out, No, it makes sense know. But but <laughs> I went to, to down the street here to Griffin Claw And I had a couple of their 12% flying Buffaloes So, yeah It's like it's like five spots He moved up To get Van Jefferson and get rid of Al And then a future Let's say 2.11 yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough look. So to me, like if you're going to buy van, right. Cause I don't know, let's face it. Corey might have cut him. In a couple of months or weeks knowing Corey, who knows? Yeah, it's possible.
0: Definitely. So possible. it
1: baffles me. So, I mean, it, to what Walt's doing is, is, is perplexing. I'd love to get Walt on the pod and, and hear what he has to say about the moves he's making and why he's making them and, and what the logic is behind it, because I'm not seeing it. Okay. All right, next, uh, last deal we've got here.
0: Ryan moves Bobby Wagner to Kellen, and he gets Kellen's third in 2023 and Kobe's third in 2023. What would you think about this one, Rich?
1: Um, I think it's fair. I think it's a fair trade. I, I like it for both sides. I think, you know, um, Kellen could use some consistency, Uh, in that area and again this is another well-performing aging asset but if you're a seller get what you can for him Yep. and and the fact that he was able to get was it a second two-thirds or two-thirds what were the thirds again i don't have it in my notes ellen and kobe yeah i mean you'd like to see it but you know bobby hasn't quite been the same bobby since he left seattle I mean, he's still very good. I mean, he just, you know, he's selling him off like a twenty three point performance, but he hasn't been, you know, averaging the same tick that he usually is. Yeah. So you might start to see this decline. So get what you can. I don't know how how much Ryan shopped him. I mean, he's he's uh eavesdropping on us right now, but I'd like to know, Ryan. Would you did you shop him at all or did you well he
0: just... was he was definitely shopping him to me. Um I was I was in there, I was a buyer. Um, but okay. I didn't want to come off that 3.02 of a Rico's. I was being yeah. cheap. So yeah. I mean, he he had he said he wanted two thirds. That was the the price he set as the reserve. I couldn't meet it, and and Kellen happily did. So I don't yeah I don't yeah it that value. Go ahead, Ryan.
3: Yeah. So um, basically, I Jimmy had already showed interest in him and offered me, I think originally just a third, right, Jimmy? Yep. That. Um, and then I posted in the chat that day and asked if anybody was interested when i asked if anybody was interested about five five minutes later is when um kellen contacted me and he was trying to get the deal done um pretty quickly so i talked to jimmy asked basically asked if he was willing to give up more um kellen had just offered a third also it wasn't you know anything bigger and i asked him for another third and we ended up settling on it so I, i did shop him just you know, it, it was, it just happened real fast. Like no one really had time. It was during the work day.
1: So. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would have got much more for them, um, but you know, it's uh, especially for the, for the buyers who were still buying and what they had to give as far as picks. Um, I think you got pretty much equal value that you could have gotten. Right. right? If the circumstances were different and somebody had a late second to give, Maybe. But not with see. the way not with the way not with the way he's performed this year. Right. I don't, if it was, I don't see it though. Because enrico has been shopping Demario
0: Davis and um was the other Tampa linebacker. Levante David. Yeah, he's been shopping them all year and he can't he can't nobody's buying him. So I think Ryan did good with two thirds.
2: So, I a hundred percent agree. I texted Kellen right afterwards and said, dude, I offered you Levante David for half the price, and he's only <laughs> 10 points behind him season long.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sweet talk sweet
2: talking there you go <laughs> oh, i mean ryan i like this for you i think you got going to overpay yeah for a position yeah. he needed yeah yeah i mean yeah. quite
3: honestly like i i considered jimmy's offer because it was a good like 3.02 um and so i considered that offer you know just knowing just out of the second round i liked that um but quite honestly like i already gave jimmy cmc and I don't fucking want Jimmy to win a championship. So, like, yeah. Let's hear be you. real about me giving Jimmy better players. I'd rather give him to
2: yeah. Kellen. Levante David's still available, by yeah, the way. Still
1: available. Yeah. Still available. I, I, I've also tried to trade. uh Come and get him. I also shot Bobby, Bobby O to Kellen that he didn't bite. So, he didn't like Bobby O? No. Nah, well, for good reason, probably, because uh, <laughs> he, he only played 41% of the snaps yeah. last week. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so lovely. it is continuing to tick downward, unfortunately, yeah. uh, for Bobby O. Yeah, he'll be a free agent, though. Yeah, hopefully he'll oh, he will be. Play somewhere, and, he's got, something. and he's got talent. He's got talent. He'll fill somebody's – he'll fill some holes, if you know what I mean. Hey, what well, baby love. <laughs> All right, that was probably
0: the longest trade breakdown ever. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I liked it. All right. Uh, for our records here, I am five and four. I picked myself. Duh, is what I wrote there as lock of the week. Fuck you, Ryan. Uh, five and four on the year there. And then my upset, I lost, picked Mike. I, I don't know why I even try messing around with Mike's team. I am wrong every single week. Uh, my efficiency, picking Mike, is as bad as Mike's efficiency setting his the lineup. So I need to just stay away from Mike. Uh, Rich picks Jeff to win, gets a little gets a win there with his lock of the week. He's up to five and four. Um and yep. then he picks himself with the upset and it gets it done. He's up to four yeah, and five.
1: God damn right I did. Motherfucker. <laughs> I got good? it done. Feeling good about that? Hell yeah. I I still managed to make up make ground uh on Arico Rico for the first overall pick. I didn't lose ground and I fucking sniped six and two Scott. I love it, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. That's all right. Great.
0: Let's uh let's talk these matchups a little bit here. These week nine matchups. We had Corey Stevens versus
2: Mike. Tell us about that one, Enrico. Yeah, I mean, um Corey Corey gets the win here, but didn't really put up all all that great numbers, uh, to be honest with you. You know, 160 points. He probably would have lost to uh, what, six other teams in the league. So I think he's lucky that he he got Mike. I mean, um, Drake blew up. 24 points Kenyon drake was his highest offensive scoring player um so i think on a down week where like a.j brown only scores 13 points um no one else really gives him much help on his offense squeaks by with a win here and mike's team uh you know just didn't show up um
1: did mike edwards get hurt and
2: I, I
0: think so
1: because he's been scoring like almost 20, 30 points a week and he only got 1.75. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. 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 So Tough game. Um, But even if he did score, what, 30 points, he still loses that game. Um, I know Renfro heading to the IR. That doesn't help him. You know, Benjamin with uh Connor coming back, that doesn't help him. Josh Jacobs only gets 10 points and he's been a workhorse this year. So, um, yeah, I think Corey was going to win this game um but his team i would be worried if i were him if that was the performance i had yeah and i'm trying to make a run yeah for sure
0: that's uh he's got to step it up for sure all right next match up here rich we have walt versus julian tell us about that one
1: yeah not much not much to tell um Walt gets another great performance or at least solid performance from Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, all scoring double digits. Um, Kind of a letdown, you know, in the receiving area. Alvin Kamara didn't really produce. He, uh, again, has another good defensive day. Very solid, high 20-point scores. There was three of them with Deron Payne, defensive tackle for Julian. Um, Zavin Collins and uh, uh, Damar Hamlin scored 25 points. So um, for, for Walt, it's just more of the same inconsistency he's seen. Um, he was very efficient early in the season. Uh, his team had a lot of big weeks, but since then it's just been a lot of disappointment. One point from, from Devin DuVernay, who's now the number one in Baltimore since Bateman's gotten hurt. Um, Romeo didn't really do much. Leonard Fournette might be taking a back seat here to Rashad White. Um, and then just, you know, overall offense was bad. Defense was solid but just not enough Julian wins here continues his run of dominance 203 to 143 and as we've talked about Walt is selling
0: unfortunately I I wish he wasn't I really do I wish he would have waited a couple more weeks but he is selling all right next matchup was Brendan versus Kobe Um, Matt keeps that crazy high point floor of his going you like like I said uh, a few weeks ago He has the highest minimum points for in the league. He scored 157, is the lowest he scored all year. So you got to bring your A game if you're going to play Matt. Um, Third in potential points, third in all play. You know, it wasn't all great. Only seven guys in double figures. You know, Tua and and Kenneth Walker, who, Kenneth Walker, man, like, holy crap. This dude looks like he's playing Michigan every week. Just freaking
3: dominating. Mm -hmm.
0: He's he's good. That dude is good. Uh, But those two, Tua and uh, Kenneth Walker, scored 35% of his points. But got the win. You know, he's a legit team, and and he needed this. Uh, tough loss here for Brendan, though. His team, is just, it just keeps dying on him. I mean, only five guys in double figures. 37 of his points from Josh Allen and Matt Judon, and now Josh Allen's hurt. Yeah. Um, is he going to play this week? You know, if if Brendan doesn't have Josh Allen, it is over. There's nothing he can do. Like, Josh Allen has absolutely carried him. He's eighth in points, four, ninth in potential points, seventh in all play. I mean, he's he is legitimately a middle-of-the-pack team. With Josh Allen without him it's it's over he's done
1: Yeah.
0: all right uh, next matchup what a win here Scott versus Rich what do you think Rico
2: there you go Rich you know love to see a guy who is also embracing the rebuild still squeak out a win and try to mess up some people going into the playoffs so oh. great job there Rich uh love to see it um Cole Komet seemed like he arrived for you there um i i liked him as a prospect it just seemed like he never panned out really but you know going out getting a couple more weapons maybe justin Fields starts using his arm a little bit more could be something there for you um but it really i mean scott had some tough buys uh who do you have saquon on the bench mm-hmm. uh left josh palmer on the bench uh 17 points left on the bench there um i don't know if daniel jones or kenny pickett would have done I mean, much better than PJ Walker. PJ Walker had a great game before last week, but I mean, negative three points. I mean, you caught him on the right week, Rich, and that's uh I guess that's that's fantasy football right there. Great that's win. Good. Sure is. Um, no
1: one is safe. No,
0: no one is safe. Love it. All right, next one,
1: Corey Hagerman versus Kellen. Tell us about this one, Rich. Yeah, so um it was very – another very disappointing loss for the Irish Tigers. Um, Deontay Foreman, who seemed to be unstoppable uh, as the starting running back there. Chuba, you know, maybe not contributing as as much and maybe being hurt and hobbled. Uh, three points. Um, Chase Claypool, new scenery. You know, we can always, we've talked about that on the pod. You know, having somebody in a new place for the first time and you're starting them, uh, not a good idea. Uh, 2.7 points for him. Um, You know, TJ Hawkinson uh, seemed to have squeaked out uh, 11 and a half points. He looked pretty good, uh, you know, as one of those guys who had just, you know, had a change of scenery. Um, But all in all, it just was a disappointing defensive day for him uh, as well. Uh, Top defensive scorer was Aaron Donald with only 13. And I say that because, you know, he's capable of much, much more Um, And then on the other side, Corey Hagerman just, you know, produces a solid day, you know, only 10 points more than me. Um, So good win for him. Uh, And honestly, it was the defense this time that I think got him over the hump, uh, powered by uh, uh, and then helped by Kyler Murray with 21 points, Travis Kelsey with 19. Uh, He continues to move up uh, in draft pick and is at 1.06 now. With this performance. Um, but uh he gets the win. Um and I believe both these teams are at three and no uh Corey moves to four and five. The chat are um Corey uh what the fuck am I talking about? Corey <laughs> is four and five, Kellen is five and four, Corey gets the win one seventy-two to one forty-nine. Corey Kellen, I Fucking fuck those up. Anyways, there you go. That's the fucking review. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Very eloquent. I loved it. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, next matchup here, Jeff versus Arrico. Um, For Rico, you know, he's, he's following the plan here. He's locked in at 102. He's got a little bit over 100 point gap between him and Rich at 1.01. There's about 200 points between him and Ryan for 1.03. I mean, there is zero chance Ryan is able to make 200 points up in four weeks, five weeks, whatever we got left here. Uh, for Jeff, he's won three out of four. He is firmly in the playoff race, you know, so I got to give him some credit. Um, I've been kind of kind of fucking with him all year on this pod, you know, but he's he's right there. He's right there where he said he would be. Um, he is mid-pack in potential points and all play. Um, he does have some flaws, though. You know, he, he does not hold that tiebreaker. He's 11th in points four. Um, so this, you know, stuff like this is why, if I'm Walt, I'm riding this out another two, three weeks, you know, and even if I'm selling at the trade deadline, you know, it is what it is, like. He, you know, if he has the same record record as Jeff, he, he is for sure in ahead of Jeff. Like he's so, he has so many more points than Jeff, Um, but it is what it is. Uh, He's, you know, Jeff does have pretty bad efficiency. He's only better than Mike uh, when it comes to uh, setting that efficient lineup. Um, He's got to clean that up though. If he's uh, if he wants to get that last playoff spot or two, that's up for grabs. So uh, he's, he's got some work to do here. And then the last matchup me versus Ryan, just a fucking mattress bearing, right? Ryan. It was beautiful. Didn't you love that, Ryan?
1: Uh, he's got the pillow in his mouth. He can't talk right now. <laughs> he just says,
0: fuck you. I love it. Rico, tell us about this one.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, my notes said, did Jimmy kickstart Ryan's rebuild? Um, you know, after losing by 103 points last week. So um, obviously Jimmy's team went off. Mixon has this historic day. Um, Pat Mahomes goes out and does his thing. Tyreek goes out, does his thing. Um, overall, great week for for Jimmy. I mean, nothing you can do here, Ryan. You know, don't sweat it, man. Even if I mean, there, I don't think you're you're scoring two forty four with the people on your team. I mean, would have been nice to have Fields that week, right? Um, that that would have been a nice. But you went out and got him, so I, I don't think there's too much to be said about this matchup. I'm sure it's one that uh, Ryan is looking to move forward on, and Jimmy put the put everybody on notice after putting up 244 and going out and getting McCaffrey. I'm not worried about putting everybody else on
0: notice. I just want Ryan to be on notice, and I just want to correct this, this when Ryan's rebuild started. Ryan's rebuild started after getting his ass whooped in the championship in 2019. That's when Ryan's rebuild started. So just so Ryan's clear, fuck you. You're done.
3: How many rings do you have, bitch?
0: Hey, how many do you have in the last 10 years?
1: I got more than
3: you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many rings do you have? Don't change the subject,
1: motherfucker. (laughs) That 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 is fucking (laughs) Michigan math. Shut the fuck up. Go back on mute.
2: I mean, that's more Notre Dame than Michigan. Let's be real.
3: Wait. Wait, who's the ninth-ranked team in America
1: right now? Who's that? Michigan? No, that they're three. Oh, okay, they're three. I think he's saying Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We win every other year. It's okay. I'm fine with it. Uh, and, and that that's called relevancy in the in in recent time, <laughs> as opposed to uh, right, hailing in, back in instead of hailing back to the split championship in 1990-fucking-7. Whoa, whoa. In, hey.
3: in recent yeah. time, Michigan is number three and Alabama is number nine, so I don't no. understand what the fuck you're talking you
1: about. You haven't won shit yet. You have won a ranking in week 10. Congratulations. You are going to put a banner up for that?
3: I would. You've won nine games. How many has Bama won?
1: Oh, you want a banner for a nine-win nine season? That sounds like something Michigan would do.
3: I'm just arguing what you're arguing against because you're using your championship, which didn't happen this year.
1: My championship. Yeah. Nobody's played a championship this year. Nobody has. What I'm saying is, is that Jimmy's saying in the last 10 years, he's won more championships than you. And you're trying to go back to how many championships you won 10 years. He he won that championship three years ago,
3: which means nothing. So neither one of us have won shit this year we're arguing the same point
1: all right what's bigger number 23 27 25 sorry i can't do math i'm drinking um 25 (laughs) or three what what you know what 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 number is bigger what is what is more more recent well to to, i'm (laughs)
3: arguing simply that i have more rings than him you brought what have you done for me lately? Into it, and yeah. then I argued that Michigan has more wins because that's what they've done for me lately. Doesn't you matter. You don't agree not that like. like
1: okay. All right. Akeem, you can't are... argue with a Michigan fan. It's fucking impossible. <laughs> you fucking forget logic and what fucking life means. Oh, blue. Like, argue... <sighs> like arguing with yeah. an Auburn fan. Am I yeah, right? No, it's, it's, oh, it's horrible. Hey. Auburn fans are even worse. Yes, they are. I'll
0: agree. To answer Ryan's question, unfortunately, he does have two championships. It is oh, no. something I try to put myself to sleep every night not thinking about. But fuck you, Ryan. All right, playoff seeding. Julian and Kobe have the buys. Uh, I am the three seed. Scott is the four. Kellen is the five, even though Kellen has lost four out of five. um, And I did notice that he has Najee Harris on the bench this week. So a little, uh, little trouble in paradise there for Kellen. And then Jeff is the sixth seed. Um, The 2022 top five, Rich, is 1.01 currently. Ariko has 1.02. Rich has Ryan's pick, which is currently 1.03. Kellen has Mike's pick, which is currently 1.04. And Brendan, excuse me, has his own pick at 1.05. And I want to point out, go, Corey, go. Don't sell. Go for the ship, the playoffs, brother. You got this. We are allies now. Get this done. All right,
1: Rich. (laughs) Yeah. What was your favorite pickup? Yeah. So honestly, it was the $9 you spent on Jack Sanborn. Um, I've had this motherfucker on my watch list since um, uh, the off season. And I thought, okay, if he ever like got a starting position, he would pop up in my feed. right? I don't need to pay attention to that. You put him in your watch list. You expect HFFL, the MFL site to let you know news when it happens. It did not. You picked him up. I checked the depth charts. He's now moved into starting weak side linebacker. I think it's a great pick. I think he's got a lot of talent and could be very good. So good pickup.
0: As Kobe would say, MF fail.
2: MF fail. <laughs> Bring yep. back ESPN. All right, Rico, what do you got? Yeah, I thought your pickup was pretty good. Um, I also like the Miles Hartfeld uh pickup that um uh Walt had. I mean, I don't know about his trades, but it seems like he got a pretty good player there. And then I also like Kellen uh, getting James Mitchell after um, Hawkinson leaves town here. Um, you know, I think what it was only like a dollar or two, too, for and he caught a touchdown last week. Let's see what he can do and grow into this offense. So I really like James Mitchell's, Kellen's pickup. Okay. But I do like yours as well. I mean- nine dollars is he gonna be st- i don't know at first i didn't even know who the guy was to be completely honest and i was like nine bucks but then i saw how he was starting and you know he could have gotten a, a diamond in the rough there yeah we'll see i'm just glad
0: julian didn't get him julian was the only other one that bid on him with me so i told julian uh the classic fuck you in the group chat so just so he knows um for me it was matt getting justin houston for seven um i did not go after justin houston because i was, knew i was going to spend up on sanborn and i'm trying to save some money for playoffs uh, just because i kind of screwed myself a couple years ago i had nothing left um but good pickup there for matt that that guy's been balling
1: hey, jimmy let me yep. get your thoughts on sanborn
0: i just think you know wisconsin linebacker Yep. He was decent in college. I mean, nothing spectacular, but neither was what Blake Martinez was kind of the same way. He was never spectacular in college. He's pretty damn good in the NFL, though. Um, and you know that position, that position in the Chicago defense has been productive. Obviously, Roquan Roquan's a monster. Um, but you know if he's uh half of Roquan, you know maybe he scores yeah. 150 points, 160. Well, points. there's a reason why they felt they could move on from Roquan. I, I mean, yeah, I I suppose that's an argument. I I would probably say that. They just liked the compensation, and they knew Rilquan was going to tell him to kick rocks.
1: Yeah,
0: but okay. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't have high hopes. I just, uh, I need something at linebacker because Jerome Baker's not doing it off the bench for me. So, and
1: Dude, your three point oh two, uh, your three point oh two can't buy you nothing.
0: It? it could. I just, I don't know. I almost feel like I need to hold it, but we'll see. Maybe uh, Rico will come off Jeremy Chin, and and we can get that done. That'd be Ooh, nice.
1: That's yeah. a, you never know. That's a big, that's a big ask. I mean, you a three
0: point oh two is not getting you Chin. Hey, eh, you know, At I offered least. more than that. I'm not okay. done. I'm not done. We'll come back to it. All right. You never know. Trade is not here. <laughs> uh what was your favorite or your least favorite uh
2: ad there, Rico? Yeah. Um Justin Hugh Houston. Because
1: fuck Kobe. <laughs> Sound analysis, Rico. Sound analysis. I love it. Take that. My, means...
2: Yeah, My no, knowledge. I mean. What's that? I don't really have much reasoning. I mean, I know he likes to pick up 33 year old guys and
1: uh yeah. at the bar every weekend, I hear.
2: Yeah, you know. Um <laughs> I love your mediocre team there. You'll be in the middle forever. Congrats. Oof. Flames. Love it. What do you got,
1: Rich? Yeah, Cade York for three bucks. Fucking kickers for yes. more than a buck. Preach. Um, and you just dropped the guy uh for the bye week. And then I think it wasn't even day one, or maybe it was, but then you pick him back up for the number 10 kicker, and nobody carries two, so we're talking a bottom half kicker, and you better keep this motherfucker come keepers' keepers, uh, season if you're going to spend three bucks a fab on a a mediocre kicker. Um, So... I don't know. I mean, between him and, and Cairo Santos, who is currently a free agent, it's five points. And I would argue that Santos is playing the Lions this week and is probably a better ad than fucking Cade York for three bucks. So we
0: got, uh, we got somebody else breaking into the, the chat here. Who is this?
1: What up, motherfucker? <laughs> what you want man oh uh, fuck them let's keep it rolling
0: yeah we're gonna go ahead and get rid of that anyway um what's going on here what do I... goodbye i don't know who that was i was thinking it was somebody else i didn't know if like mike mike was talking about coming in talking some well, shit i didn't
1: know if that was kobe coming here like hey man buy some honey <laughs> that'd
0: have been good though you um, like my
1: kobe impression
0: i did that was good sounds <laughs> that was,
1: that was good uh, i'm getting i'm getting ready to go hunting hey Anyways.
0: i could use some venison uh yeah so i i agree with you Callan. three on a kicker i mean get the fuck out of here with that that's that's garbage all right
1: three yards in a cloud of dust rich take it away all right Orico, are you ready i am ready all right so nfl question so the nfl has been has been doing these uh, international games. they are playing them, you know, Mexico and, you know, London and you know they're trying to get games now in Germany. Um, one, I want to know if you enjoy waking up on Sunday at nine o'clock and watching nine thirty games. And two, how do you feel about an NFL team going to London? You know
2: what? I'm for it. Grow the game. Uh, I got a cousin that lives over in London and, um, I know they always go to the games over there. They love it. Um, so Yeah, all four NFL getting a team in London, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's not that big of a time zone, to be completely honest with you. It's essentially like East Coast going West Coast from my understanding. What is it? Six hours overseas? uh, Five,
1: five, six. I think think London might be five, depending on... uh, Five, six hours-ish. So,
2: you know, um, depending on who has to travel there and where they're traveling from, obviously. But um, no, I'm all about it. And yeah, I mean, what's better than waking up and having football all day you got a nine o'clock game then you can just you know take a look at the rest of your lineups and uh place your wagers for the day while you're watching Mm -hmm. the game uh it's kind of a nice sunday if you if you don't have much going on um so
1: i do like it and and uh rumor has it right i mean i think it's been rumored for a while jacksonville might be going over there yeah i think that's uh probable um to be probable if they move they they are the team yeah, I can see. I mean, did, when did they build that Jacksonville
2: stadium? Now I want to look that up because that would be kind of a. Jimmy might know. He's a. He's a. Not, in fans. the 90s, 96, something like that. Yeah, like an older they, stadium?
0: they were Was talking right about when they, them,
2: they just did a renovation a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Jacksonville's the best market for football um, or if they really care, if they'd rather be on the golf course um i probably would be rather be on the golf course if my team was the jaguars so um yeah you know either way whoever gets a team over there um, uh, i think they're going to be well received because I, you see every week the amount of jerseys that are worn in those games over there so i think you know them getting a team um is only gonna grow the game and uh mm-hmm.
1: I, you know i jacksville going over there i can see it happening you don't think novelty has anything to do with that? So, like, you know, over here we'll fill a stadium for like a exhibition between Real Madrid and Manchester United, and right. stadiums will f- fill sixty thousand people. Everybody's wearing their soccer jerseys. I mean, hell, I I don't even like soccer, and I went to one of those games. Yeah. So, like, if if it was week in and week out, you think they have enough, you know, juice behind and enough energy to like, you know, show up like uh, Lions fans do? I do. I do. I, I think. think- um, they would have some pride in their
2: team um, being the first expansion team outside the United States.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. I like getting up at nine o'clock and watching some football. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about it if I, if I was a player and had to travel. Right. Um, but I think, uh, I think for, for me, it's great. Like Thursday night football, my wife made a comment to me the other night, like this football on the night. And I'm like, no, babe. Tuesday, Wednesday, no football, (laughs) right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Watch whatever you want on those nights. Our football. (laughs) It's football time. So, no, I mean, yeah, it's football, dance, Sunday. You can't argue with that. So, all right, HFFL fantasy. Speaking of the Jaguars, one, how excited are you about Travis Etienne? And how excited are you about the future of your team?
2: Yeah, I mean – I was really excited to get Travis Etienne in the trade with Corey last year. I think I gave up Eli Mitchell and Tony Pollard. Um, and I feel like I won that trade. Uh, I, I was just waiting for, uh, ETN to get his time. Really, um, started having a decent year, uh, but it's essentially his rookie year. He, you know, he sits out all last year, which I think helped lower his price for me to get him. Um, and then, well, everybody
1: was really worried about the Liz Frank injury. Apparently, that's a tough one to come back from, especially for a running back. That didn't right. concern you.
2: You know, it did, but I was in the position to kind of take a chance, and I didn't really see Tony Pollard and um, Eli Mitchell as uh, foundational building blocks mm. to my team. Um, so, no, I didn't. I didn't have a problem taking a chance on a former first-round pick I, with San Francisco. You got Eli Mitchell who had a great year and was on a tear, but to me it was a sell high because it's like how many years in a row has a different running back been like the top guy in San Francisco? Every was year. Five?
1: Every so it's year, like, okay, year. sell this guy
2: yeah. at his peak, get a former first-round pick who has no one knows what he can do yet, and if it flops, it flops, and I'm I'm rebuilding anyways. But I, I, I felt like I was in the position to take a chance on him, and I'm mm-hmm. glad I did. Uh, the James Robinson trade only truly showed his potential. He's a young um, pass-catching running back that uh, is really
1: working out for me. Great. And overall, your team, you excited about it? You feel yeah. like you're headed in the right direction? You got some good young talent? Got got some pillars
2: that I can build on here. Um, really excited about some of the guys. Like, oh, really excited that Kellen was nice enough not to draft Olave. I think he knew I wanted to draft James Cook. I mean, we've talked about it. Uh, I do like the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and I, I was going to take Cook. Um, and he texted me beforehand. He goes, I think I'm going to do something stupid, but uh, I think I'm about to take your guy. And I was like, really? I See, going through my simulations, I never really had a dropping to me. I didn't even consider that possibility. Um, well, mm-hmm. I think, was it eight I had, Jimmy? Yep. Eight, yep. Yeah, so I didn't think he would fall to eight. Um, so I was very happy to see that, and obviously that's worked out pretty well. Um, Justin Herbert, great quarterback, young guy. Um, Rondell Moore's been turning on lately. You got Jalen Waddle, who's been having a hell of a season. Um, I think what was his first? He was lighting up my
1: tattoo squad for like far, four or five weeks, something like that. Um, just mostly, a I think. Squad I, think all-star. I think Jimmy keeps the stat. Most points scored on Taxi Squad. I think he has that. and I think Jalen Wall set that record. I was trying to. It was know, not very highly publicized, but Jimmy has that. Jimmy yeah, keeps I was trying to records.
2: win something this year, you know. <laughs> um, and I figured the Taxi Squad was, you know, a really good trophy to win this year. So, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I thought I was taxi pretty Squad champion. in that category. Taxi uh,
1: Squad champ.
2: Yeah. You know, Mark Andrews, No, know he's dealing with some injuries right now. Solid. I got a lot of young defensive guys and – I have a shit ton of picks, (laughs) just a shit ton of picks. So my team's probably going to look completely different in three years. Um, And I'm excited. You know, I think I'm approaching the rebuild the correct way. Uh, I am more worried about being competitive in the long run uh, than being short-sighted. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I think we've obviously solidified pick, one or two you know if something crazy happens and your team takes off here rich i could maybe get to number one
1: no uh, but happen.
2: you know i got a top two pick here excited about that got another first i think i got every you know six second round picks or something like that this year got a mm-hmm. couple first next year uh so yeah i'm excited about uh where the team's going
1: good good and you selling obviously yeah you're
2: still yeah. selling. i'm always open for business no matter okay. what uh as long that like Is the deal makes sense uh, for my future, Um, then yeah. You know, if you want one of the building pieces, that's going to be tough. Um, You know, Chin could be one of those guys. Jimmy, he's 24. Uh, He's been injured all year. You're probably buying low. I'm not really interested in selling low. Um, So I've got no issue hanging on to him and seeing what's going on. But if uh, someone wants to blow me away with some offers here,
1: then yeah. Did you you say if someone wants to blow you? You'll deal some players. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Who who wouldn't take that?
1: Um, <laughs> Easy money. There yeah. You go. So,
2: but anyways, I am selling um, a lot of the older guys. I you know Levante David. I've been trying to get rid of him. Um, obviously, I'll I'll take picks at this point. Um, late picks, twenty four picks. Um, I don't really think Devonte Parker's worth anything. But if anybody wants him, we can talk. Uh, Rondale Moore was a guy that seemed to draw a lot of interest um you know people didn't i i want to package some of my picks and get higher picks and maybe potentially package players i want more first second round picks so
1: um so if you have a high pick and you want draft capital you can also come see you correct okay i like it i like it correct yeah to to me i think you're on the right track i don't i don't know how in the hell Uh, with the team that you have that you're where you're at, because I think that your team is offensively way better than some other teams in this league. Um, I agree. I think think there's some some work to do defensively for you, which is going to set your foundation, but I think it's a great start offensively for you. So, um, and like you said, you got, uh, what is it? Six, seven picks in the top 28 this year. So uh, yeah, looking good, man. All right. Last one. Um, I've, I've uh, you know, in, in all the uh, drama that has happened this season and all the bitching and complaining and the defending um, of you, uh, I know Jimmy, Jimmy's uh, touted your uh, mythic Zeus-like fantasy football resume. So if you could just maybe talk a little bit about how long you've been playing, you know uh, what kind of leagues you dabble in? Maybe just give us like a you know Matt or Rico fantasy football guy resume. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, not a problem. Um, man, I think I'm in eleven or twelve leagues um, currently. Currently, yes.
1: And All what di- are those what what formats are are those?
2: All different. Some dynasty. This is my only dynasty IDP league. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in a dynasty super flex league um i'm in a single just a regular offensive um dynasty league um or a keeper league is what we call it uh i'm in an auction league uh i'm in best ball leagues i'm in a DraftKings kings league um i'm in a league where you don't have to start a tight end you can start three wide out slash tight end positions um
1: is that all the different versions um and how long have you been uh, getting after it like this? Or how yeah, no. So
2: you know, when I when I was in college, I really started to get into it, um, and you know, made you know, I started not with twelve leagues, um, started with a handful, uh, maybe two, three, um, and it's just kind of grown because I like all the different leagues. I like I'm in an, the same league. Probably Jimmy knows this. We've got probably six, seven guys of our friends groups that are in five different leagues together, all with different teams, just different formats. Um, And just, you know, it's a good group to be with. Um, We've been together a while. So, no, I I love it. Honestly, Um, this league is one of my favorites. The IDP brings a whole new aspect to the league. I had never played an IDP before, so I was learning um also learning mfl i haven't really done mfl before i didn't know like uh it would let you start an illegal um you know it's a
1: learning curve it's a great tool once you get familiar with it there's so much cool shit like i think last week i i showed you know jimmy and kellen how to get to certain things but if you explore it you spend time on here um it's there's so many tools and and for for jimmy it makes it so much easier Yes. for For him to be commish compared to what we used to do yeah so. yeah no so
2: yeah and then in my in our keeper league uh you could probably ask kellen i think i went on i'm the champion in that oh, six of the last 10 years i won in that I, league so bad i'm
0: somebody needs to drop out i have been blowing kellen up for years to get in like that league five
2: consecutively so i i mean yeah I, I did pretty well. I um I stockpiled running backs in that league. Um at one point I had Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Devonta Freeman, um, just like all the guys in their prime. Uh Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, just really solid team. I got Stefan Diggs and um who else? Uh DeAndre Hopkins. I've had both of them since their rookie year. Um, so it Worked out pretty well, you know. Drafted Lamar Jackson as a rookie, so I've had a pretty solid team there. Um, and I'm really looking forward, you know. I, you know, Kellum told me, uh, you know, there was an opening here. I took a look at the team. Um, I, I was told the guy before me thought it was a contender. Um, I disagreed, um, and went full rebuild mode. Um, and you know my whole point on being strategic and starting people on my taxi squad was really like, I am here to compete as soon as possible. And in a dynasty league like this, if you're not first, you're last. I mean, what good does second place do? What good does third place do? What good does the middle of the pack do? Nothing. I mean, in my opinion, especially when you're trying to rebuild. So, you know, it's legal. It's in the rules. Don't like it. Don't give a shit. I'm going to accelerate this rebuild. I'm going to get some
1: picks um, and we're going to rebuild this squad. It's going to be good. Cool, man. Yeah. It sounds like you, uh, you've been playing for, for years, you know, I've, you know, I've never done an auction league. I've always wanted to do that. Um, uh, You know, I, I always feel like, you know, half the fun of a redraft is the draft, right? Right. (laughs) So um, then the rest of that is like, you know, trying to find players on the waiver wire and manage your roster but um yeah so i feel like that auction you know especially if you do it live could be a lot of fun so but yeah it sounds like you're uh well versed in fantasy you've been doing it for years now in a bunch of different formats so yeah man uh welcome to the league uh it's good to have you and uh yeah man thanks for uh going through three cloud three yards in a cloud of dust yeah no appreciate it
0: all right we will move on to the week 10 matchups here uh, for the NFL bye weeks, we have the Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets. Um, and I did want to point out that the HFFL trade deadline is Wednesday, December 7th at noon. Uh, we really should look at moving that to, like, 9 that day uh, to actually get some action. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's what that, that is this year. Um, the rec- yeah, I think we should bump it. I think yeah. you're
1: right. Because at noon, there's people you know working. working or no, whatever. You can't really no. make anything happen. Doing yeah, it. we well, so so essentially, guys, it's going to be the sixth at midnight. Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> make your shit happen by the sixth at midnight.
0: Um, I did want to bring up the reseed week too. Um, I had a couple questions about that. So if you guys remember, uh, week fourteen is everybody has played everybody weeks one through thirteen. In week fourteen, we do like a reseed. So the first seed plays the fourteenth. Second place stays the thirteenth. Uh, three seed plays the 12, four seed plays the 11, five seed plays the 10, six plays the nine, seven plays the eight. So, just to uh, give you guys a quick reminder about that, um, as that is coming up here in a few weeks.
1: All right. We and had... I just want to let you know yep. that I'm currently 13th, <laughs> not or not 14th. So, look out, whoever second place is. Uh, 13th seems dangerous, is
3: what he said. Protect he's
1: your to. neck. Protect your neck. <laughs> Wu Tang Killer bees coming at you.
0: Anyways, sorry. Love <laughs> it. uh we've got uh three and six freshly sold off Ryan here versus uh ascending Corey Hagerman at four and five, just looking to make the playoffs. Hagerman is a <laughs> my twenty I'm gonna wish this didn't exist. <laughs> just I looking this, to make the playoffs. <laughs> I want this to happen so bad. <laughs> fuck you, Ryan. God, I love that kid, but fuck you. Uh me and Ryan are actually going to the Michigan game this weekend for free. Love it. Can't beat that. Three. All right, so uh, yeah, Corey is a twenty-two point favorite. Well, what do you got here, Rico? What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, you know how? What's it? He's a what favorite? 22. twenty-two points. I don't know. I think it's going to be closer than that. To be all honest with you, um,
1: please I, be all honest.
2: Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be a lot closer than that. Um, I think Corey has the advantage on off offense, but there's still some question marks there. You know, like DeAndre Swift. How much is he going to play? Chris Godwin, tough matchup this week. Keenan Allen, is you know, is he coming back? He's coming back against San Francisco. Um, he, you know, Goddard and Kelsey have been great, but there's some question marks in that those matchups. And if things go right, uh, you know, we got the battle of the Detroit running backs here, Swift versus Jamal Williams, um, you know, Najoku's got a pretty good matchup. Um, uh, you know, I'm hoping it can be close. I do think, Corey wins this matchup, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be closer than, than 22 points. Okay. What do you got, Rich?
1: Yeah. Um, um, fuck Brian. I hope he loses and I hope he loses by a lot and his potential points are really, really low. And he passes a for the number two overall pick <laughs> that being said, um, Justin field seems to be emerging this year, uh, here in the last couple of games and only because he's, Essentially, a running back playing quarterback. I don't know, I can't remember, but there's some guy named Corey who said something about black quarterbacks that I won't repeat. Um, but uh, I just, nothing against Justin Fields, but he stinks. I don't like him. And uh, luckily for him, though, he does get the Lions, who he's going to be able to run all over again and possibly repeat last week. So I think Ryan does win at the quarterback position. Um, Chubb Swift. They do it for me, Melvin Gordon. You know uh, Jamal Williams. Maybe gets a maybe one of those, each of those guys. Maybe squeak out a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I love that we're we're looking at a matchup where they're both playing dual tight ends, right? We're looking <laughs> yeah. at we're yeah. looking at a two-two-two lineup, which I've never, you know, whenever yep. I talk about the lineups, I go one-four-two-three-three-two. I never think about the two-two-two, right? Like yeah. And and Corey has has made a living this year in the two 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 lineup, um, but in wide receiver and in tight end, I think you know Corey has him. Corey's defense hasn't been great; it's starting to come on a little bit this year, uh, or this these past couple of weeks. Uh, I really hate, I loathe his cornerback, cornerback, cornerback DBs. So to to make a long story short, Rico, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as you know, let's say 22 points could be, but I do also have Corey winning this thing. Um, it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of 172 to 165.
0: Okay. Um, My my notes here, basically, you know, Ryan is not a total pushover yet. He does still have some guys on his roster um, that that I'm sure he'll purge here as, as soon as he can. Um, I think if Corey can score over 150, I think he's going to win this matchup and I, I think he gets that done. So um, I picked Corey here. We have next, we've got three and six Walt versus three and six Mike. And Mike is favored by nine and a half. Uh, what do you have with this one, Rich?
1: Fuck Mike <laughs> is the first thing I have to say there. Um, yeah, so uh, Walt is having to start Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Um, he's doing a 2-3 lineup with his newly acquired Van Jefferson. Um, Zeke's playing at Green Bay, competing with carries. With Pollard, Leonard Fournette is also possibly competing for touches with um, Rashad White. He's playing Evan Ingram, who's fallen off a little bit. He won't deal me Devontae Smith, which I've asked for multiple times on the pod. So disappointing. Um, other than that, I think his, his defense is solid. Uh, and then on, on the other side, you know, Mike just struggles to play the right Uh the right lineup and pick the right guys, especially picking the right friends, is tough for him um, and possibly be that friend that you need him to be. I uh, just can't figure it out. Um, that being said, uh, as much as Walt has sold off, um, I think this is my lock of the week. Walt pounds Mike, buries him in the most uncomfortable, itchy, fucking bed bug infested mattress you have ever seen. <laughs> Shade win, a infinity to one. <laughs> I love it. Um, for me,
0: you know, I wrote these notes before Walt started selling players. Um, I was sitting in a, in a conference on uh, Tuesday morning, so I was just typing away. Um, Walt is fourth in points Four Mike is twelfth. Neither of these guys have elite matchups. You know, I'm taking Walt. That was my, that was my very quick, what I was going to say, uh, but Obviously he sold some guys. His lineup is, is very different um, than it was when I was looking at this. Um, I, but I still think he gets it done. Um, I do know that he is not favored here, despite being the better team over the course of the year, as far as points for are concerned. Um, and I am always wrong on Mike. And when I look at this, I think Mike is going to win, but since I'm always wrong, I'm going to go with Walt as my upset of the week here. Uh, Rico, what do you got on this one?
2: Yeah. Um, you know i think uh i think it's going to be closer um this was one where i considered picking an upset here um with you guys i think if uh lamar jackson was playing this week i probably absolutely would have done that um having said that mike's got some questionable uh matchups here i mean russell wilson hasn't looked great this year Antonio Gibson. Who is he at this point? Is he splitting? Is he going to get 20 points? I don't know. Josh Jacobs. Is he coming back down to earth or is old Josh Jacobs going to show up? You know, Terry McLaurin, you know, there's a lot of guys on here. Brandon cooks, like could do well, could be a dud. Um, So I'm going to take Mike to win, but I think it's very close. That's a sucker. bet. <laughs> all right uh
0: next matchup we have brendan at four and five just fighting for his his life here uh versus uh what what's proven to be the best team in the league as scott predicted or as excuse me as rich predicted weeks ago uh julian at eight and one julian is a 31 point favorite so this is the biggest spread of the week here um like i said earlier about brendan if josh allen doesn't play he he has no shot like it, it just it will not happen um Clyde Edwards Alaire is is unplayable right now and I know Brendan really has no choice he has to play him uh, but I think he got what five touches last week so it's just it's not looking good for him um looks like Debo is gonna be back though which is nice uh for Julian he's near 100 buys are he's you know he pretty much avoided them this week um I think he's he's gonna win I think he covers
2: that 31 uh, pretty easily what do you got Rico Julian's gonna win this game uh his team is just overall better. Josh Allen, questionable. Like you said, Clyde, not great. Debo's coming back, but what what's that mean? I mean, Julian just has the better team. He's going to win this game.
1: Okay. Rich, what do you got? Yeah, so a lot of what you guys said. Um, Julian is putting together his, a historic season. I don't know if there's been a lot of, uh, let's say, finishers in this league with with – you know, into the regular season with one loss. Um, he's going to win this week. No Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen, I, I think I read the other day, and he's like Tommy John surgery. With like a, He's got like a UCL in his throwing elbow. Just n- nothing there looks good. Um, but on the way out, he's got Scott, which, I mean, fuck, I beat him last week. <laughs> then he's got me, right, which I don't know if I, I even stand a chance. And then, um, you know, fucking Kobe, uh, you know, into the season. So I don't. I think Julian could finish uh, the regular season, uh, depending on how the reseed works, um, going into reseed week with one loss. Um, and I think that that could be kind of historic. I, don't, I can't remember a team that's that's been as dominant as Julian has been the last few weeks. But um, yeah, I don't think there's any way that that Brendan makes it happen this week, which is unfortunate because. I think we we have high hopes and always have high hopes for his team. Um there's there's talent there, there's hope every offseason. Um, but he just ends up, you know, I don't know. I think I think Jimmy, you said this on one of the pods back in the day. Like it's that Jeff Fisher mentality, right? It's that, you know, just good enough to be good enough. So um I just don't think Brennan makes it happen. I got Julian this week.
0: Uh, to answer your question, there have been five one-loss teams and one undefeated team in HFFL history in the regular season.
1: And how many years has the HFFL been around? Oh, quick, uh, sixteen, I believe. So out of sixteen years, there's been five. There's one actually loss two or better in teams. one
0: year as well. In 2018, there was. Uh, let me see who it was. Normanden and myself were both 12 and one in
1: 2018. Wow. So Spend I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. I beat a one-loss Jimmy, sure did. Uh, and I think I fucking snuck in as a six seed. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean it's rarefied air um, to be to be where you're at, Julian. So you know, soak it up. As we said, you know, you got that cracked window here. Uh, so enjoy it. Yeah, he's he's got a two-year window here
0: to do whatever he wants. That's for sure. Um. The next matchup here is Scott at six and three, fresh off his loss to Rich, as Rich has reminded you. That's that's tough. Tough look. Oof.
1: Worst uh, team in the league. Worst. Over under. Over under zero point five wins this year. Currently not in last place. <laughs> Very proud. Uh, so Scott is a two and a half
0: point favorite. Um, he is going against Kobe. Kobe is seven and two. What do you got here, Rico?
2: Yeah, this is going to be. Um my upside of the week here. Um, fucking Kobe's going down. Um, <laughs> Scott's winning this game. Uh, you know, I, I Saquon's back digs back. Palmer's going to have a decent game. Um, I, I don't really dislike Scott's team and, you know, I just don't really like Kobe at all. Um, you know, so yeah, <laughs> I think Scott's going to win this game. Um, And that's, that's about all I have to say. Kobe's team is what it, you know, average classic. I I just love the, uh, the shit talk coming, coming to
0: Kobe from you, coming to, uh, Mike from rich coming to Ryan from me. We're just, we're just throwing out heat at everybody here. I like that. Uh, Um, rich, what do you got in this one?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I own Kobe's first, so I'm going Scott here. Um, but let me tell you why. Cause fuck them, that's why. Um, no, so yeah, uh, Rich. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do really. I'm really intrigued because I feel like the quarterback matchups, the running back matchups, are fairly even. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker is really showing out, and I, I swear every day that looks just looks like a better and better deal. Um, but the Buccaneers are the the three toughest, or the number three toughest defense for a running back to go against. So we'll see how effective, you know, uh, their, their spa- you know, Seattle spacing can be, and how you know Geno can can stretch the field um, to try to make Walker successful. And I wish they'd fucking take the third off his name. That's just pissing me off. Walker the third. Nobody gives a shit. It's like when these guys put Junior or Senior on the end of their name. Like nobody knows your kid. Don't put fucking Senior on the end of your name. Nobody cares that you had a kid. You all have kids. You all have fucking twenty kids probably. I don't care. Anyways. That being said, we're moving on to wide receivers. Um, they're they're actually pretty even there. I kind of I I think that Diggs could have a big game against Minnesota. I can see that game going to a shootout. Um, and uh, that being said, defense. Um, I think linebackers. Kobe has that. I think this is going to be a very close game. In all honesty, I do think Scott with Saquon back against a. Uh, horrible Houston defense that got torched by Derrick Henry a couple weeks ago for over 200 yards. Um, He just feasts all day long. And that's going to be the deciding factor this week for Scott. Scott wins this one, 189. He bounces back uh, because he doesn't have to start uh, PJ Walker uh, to 185 points for Kobe. Okay.
0: Uh, This is my game of the week. Um, No Ramondre or Garrett Wilson. that, That really hurts for Kobe. Um, I do not think Buddha is going to play. I believe he was listed as out, um, but I do like Scott's matchups. So you guys have kind of talked about that. Diggs versus Minnesota going back there. That's, that's it seems like a blow up spot for him. Saquon versus Houston, like you were saying, that's that's good. Um, I do think it comes down to defense. And uh, I think at the end of the day, I think Scott just needs this win more than Kobe does. So I do, I actually do have Scott here as well. So the trifecta, which means we're probably wrong because that just seems to be every time. All right, next matchup red hot Rich at three and six versus Jeff at five and four. Jeff is a 20.5 point favorite. Rich, how is this one going to go down?
1: 20.5 points against one of the worst teams in the league. That doesn't sound like a lot. That sounds like a middle of the road spread set by Vegas. I wonder why. Let's find out. So, Jeff has Derek Carr and Devontae uh, Devon Adams which is going to be very hard to compete with, especially with Austin Eckler. Um, Justin Jefferson is just a, an absolute monster. And that's where we start to fall down the hill. Khalif Raymond, puke. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, puke. Jawan Johnson, touchdown-dependent tight end. Um, so for me, you know, it's and, – and, you know, he has that kind of foundational – floor from a defense that can maybe get him 80 points and then i can maybe see him getting 80 points uh from his offense so he's looking at maybe a 160 week this week um and i think last week i scored 162 so that's right i'm calling my shot again god damn it i'm scoring 169 points <laughs> to just 162 and i'm going upset of the week i'm picking Bijan mustard on that hot dog let's go
0: um my notes were pretty quick here jeff has all of eckler adams and justin jefferson this week i think he's gonna get this one done so sorry rich but uh i think he's gonna get it done here ariko what do you got
2: yeah i hope rich just crushes and scores like 300 points this week Um, won't happen (laughs) it won't
1: happen rich if
2: you (laughs) what every single one one of (laughs) your guys could toss up a 30 burger (laughs) that'd be awesome um so really promising for
1: for the future but
2: (laughs) yeah really rooting for you here hope you score all the points in the world um my notes on this one says um you know Jeff needs his studs to show up I mean he needs Eckler he needs Devante and he needs uh Justin Jefferson to do what they do if any of them have a down week Rich can win this game yeah
0: yeah for sure all right, the next matchup: Arico at two and seven versus Kellen at five and four. This currently does not have a line per Vegas, Corey. Oh, why? Uh,
2: Classic.
0: I think it's because Corey or Arico doesn't have a tight end. I think that's his his aim there. He doesn't want to be wrong, even though yeah. if Arico picked up a tight end, it might alter the line by two points.
3: Yeah, <sighs> but huge difference.
0: This, uh, I'm gonna call this a rivalry game here. I mean, these guys have been friends forever. Um, I know Arico wants this win. Because just beating Kellen while Kellen is down is, I mean, it's gotta be fun. Uh, lost four out of five here. His only win in the last five is against me. When I uh, when I was making the schedule, I made a massive mistake and played Kellen when I had a bye week with uh, Pat Mahomes. So, uh, total, total error on my end there. Um, Kellen just, uh, he sucks ass right now. There's no other way around it. He's is getting uh, T.J. Watt back, so I know he's excited about that. But he did bench Najee. You know he's he's got. I uh, last I looked, he had Deontay Foreman in his lineup, and um, I haven't seen a whole lot that's made me think that that's promising. Looking up here, so um, sixty-seven yards, sixty-seven yards. Yeah, so decent, decent day here in the middle of the third quarter. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. Um, but for Rico, you know, no tight end definitely makes it hard, hard to pick him. Um, so I am gonna go go Kellen here, but I think I think this will be close. I think this will be real close. What do you got here, Rico?
2: Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm not going to pick up a tight end. I mean, and that's not against the rules, correct? It is not. not. I do not have to pick up a tight end. All right, great. Yeah, so probably not going to pick up a tight end. Um, But yeah, no, Kellen has been reeling lately. Um, You know, Cortland Sutton, not great. Uh, Chase Claypool, a good matchup, but yet to be seen obviously Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup he's starting De- Deonta Foreman Dak has been questionable um I like my offense you know I like Waddle I like Olave even Rondell Moore Etienne, Herbert like it's a solid core there um so if those guys blow up this week I can see myself winning um I think it's going to be close but I think Kellen will win this game just because uh, that's where I'm kind of at in the in the
1: rebuild here. Yep. Rich, what do you got? Yeah, you got no tight end. You're starting Jeremy Chin, who's not playing. Um, uh, Kellen's going to have a full lineup full of players who are playing. Um, so, from my opinion, you know Brian Robinson's on the bench, uh, or on the taxi squad. So for me, I'm I'm going Kellen here to win. Okay.
0: All right. So uh, last last match up here, we have Corey at four and five versus Jim at six and three. Um, I am a 16 and a half point favorite. What do you have here, Rico?
2: Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be my game of the week because Corey needs this win. Um, he's fighting to get into the playoffs and you just, you know, you're going for it all here. Jim, so this is gonna be my game of the week, but this is also gonna be my lock of the week. You know, Corey's talked a lot of shit. So you know what? Sorry, Corey. Your team sucks. Jimmy's gonna just destroy your champs of uh making the playoffs.
1: (laughs) What do you got here, Rich? Yeah, so we just we just voted this week. We just elected our representatives this week. We went to the voting booth and we showed our power. And to this week we have The current commish versus the possible challenging commissioner. Those some people identify Kobe, Corey as the commissioner. So it is commish versus wannabe commish this week. We have a guy who just went out and got Christian McCaffrey versus a guy who just went out and got Alan Lazard. They're both looking to better their teams. They're both trying to make a push right now to try to win this league. Corey hasn't done enough. I'm not sold. He's starting Taylor Heineke this week. Um, he's got, uh, you know, just not as good matchups. He's starting Kyle Pitts with that love-hate relationship he has going on there. I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Juju Schuster-Smith, you couldn't get that in a redraft league as you tried. I'm going with the snowmen. I'm going for a blowout. I'm going for 223 to 180. Snowmen wins.
0: I like it. Um, I'm just hoping to uh, use that same mattress that Mike got buried into earlier. So let's go. Lock of the week. Let's get this done. Welcome. Welcome, CMC. Let's see what you can do, big fella. Keep that ACL intact, though. That's, uh, That's my worry. Trade all this for CMC and he blows an ACL week one. But, you know, if it happens, it happens.
1: Well, I'd win my bet with Scott then. And then Scott can eat a dick so that'd be great <laughs> there you go <laughs> pros and cons i suppose pros and cons yeah there's there's always a positive from negatives let's just keep that in mind <laughs> very good all right fellas appreciate you guys being on
0: uh this was a good one i liked the uh the couple jump ins that was pretty funny um but uh yeah thanks
1: for joining us arico thanks for joining me rich and you absolutely happy to be one. here yeah fantastic good luck everybody this week except for mike eat a dick <laughs> all right here comes Jedi Corner.
3: Breath. I know you still living your life. Every, take, every move I make, every single day, every time I pray, I'll be missing
4: you. I'm going to miss you, CMC. White boy, I'm going to miss watching you run for touchdowns, catch for touchdowns, throw for touchdowns. Maybe one day I'll get you back, but until then, have fun on Jimmy's team, and I really hope you make him lose. All right, let's get started. Week 10 of Jedi Corner. Lots of trades this week. Pretty crazy. I'm sure that Jimmy uh, and the boys on the pod will talk about those, so I'm going to leave those up to them, uh, as it's been one of the busiest weeks that I can remember, uh, was there like six trades that's happened so far? Um, some of them not so big. Some of them pretty big. So uh, big week in uh, HFFL. Everyone trying to load up for the playoffs and uh, some people trying to, you know, break it down and and uh, reload for the future. All right. So as always, we're going to start with the uh, fantasy pool picks. Uh, new leader at the top is the Bees at 39. Uh, myself and Bijan Mustard with the name change, uh Rich uh at thirty-eight. And then we have Jimmy Barrel Snowman at thirty-seven and then Tunnel of Terror Asymptomatic rheumatica's trash trunk get drunk at thirty-six and then we drop to a thirty-two. After that I'm not even gonna talk about the rest. Uh so there still are many teams, um seven of them that are pretty in line uh to be able to win this uh pick 'em and Jimmy's five dollars. Alright, let's get to the matchups this week. First matchup I have is the Jedi, myself, against Running Backs Matter. Uh, Running Backs Matter is the favorite in this matchup. Um, Lost CMC, lost Nuke, uh, (laughs) lost Bobby Wagner. So um, I'm just throwing out guys out there uh, right now, starting a two-tight end lineup this week. Uh, But you know what? The the Jedi's backs are against the wall, and I have uh, Corey's pick. So I'm gonna beat them this week. I'm picking the Jedi uh, to win this week against running backs matter. Then I have Tunnel of Terror against the Barrel Snowmen. <clears throat> uh, Tunnel of Terror um, just not gonna be enough this week against the Barrel Snowmen. I think the Snowmen, especially with Christian McCaffrey, gonna be way too strong. Uh, Barrel Snowmen win. Oh, Tunnel of Terror is missing Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, that's a foregone conclusion. Snowmen win. That is also my game of the week. I think it has a lot of playoff implications with Tunnel of Terror. Um, if he was to win, he'd be right in that playoff hunt with a loss here. Um, he significantly hurts his chances of making the playoffs, um, depending on what the other teams do. So this is my game of the week. The shade against asymptomatic or grammaticas. This is going to be my upset of the week. Um, I'm going to take asymptomatic or grammaticas in that upset, especially with the shade not having Lamar Jackson. Um, and the shade has been complete ass this year. So um, I'm going to take the asymptomatic or grammaticas to win in my upset of the week. Doctor, make my team great again against the River Rats. Um, Looking at this matchup, I think obviously River rats are number one in the league for a reason. uh they just have too much firepower. Um, he added New Copkins from me this week, so um trying to keep up with Jimmy, so or rather Jimmy trying to keep up with him, trying to stay ahead of Jimmy. um so I'm going to take the River Rats to win this matchup. New name, but you still suck against the bees. I am taking the bees in this matchup. Um, I think he's just going to be too much for new name, but you still suck. Obviously, he doesn't have his full lineup set right now, um, but I do, do do think the Bees win this. Um, this is also the bet I'm taking with Corey Vegas. Uh, he has the Bees plus 2.5, so I'm going to take the Bees in, at Corey Vegas um, and in this matchup. I forgot to mention the River Rats against Dr. Make My Team Great again. That is my lock of the week with the River Rats winning. Bajan Mustard against Trash Trunk Get Drunk. Um, I haven't picked Bajon Mustard yet this year, I don't think. This isn't going to be my first week, so Trash Trunk Get Drunk win. Keeps those playoffs alive. Looking uh, in great position to do that. Yeiser plan against Fire Up Irish Tigers. I'm going to take the Irish Tigers. Also staying in uh, the playoffs with this. are um, playing, obviously, the second-worst team in the league. Um, he's not going to win this game. So I'm going to go fire up Irish Tigers rather easy in that one. All right, boys. Well, that does it for week 10 of uh, Jedi Corner. Uh, Hope to be on the pod sometime soon uh, with football being over for me this week. Um, But I'm going to take some time to relax. All right, boys. Good luck. See you later.